Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text Monica to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hi guys, I'm Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me here on this Monday as we kick off a brand new week. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Please check me out on social media if you haven't already, Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore, and Twitter and True Social at Monica Crowley also by email at Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com, Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. I love hearing from you guys. So shoot me a note. Let me know what's on your mind. All right, just a public service announcement to begin. If you have not already heard my conversation with President Trump last Wednesday, it was last Wednesday's show, please go and listen to it immediately. Drop everything you're doing. Well, listen to today's show first and then drop everything that you're doing and go listen to that show. That conversation with President Trump, I've gotten so much great feedback as a result of that show. So many people have reached out uh, by email and friends and, and people I don't even know saying that conversation was unlike anything we've ever really heard from President Trump because it wasn't a standard interview. It was a conversation it was reflective, it was thoughtful, it was funny, it was fun, it was loose. Not your kind of standard fare with President Trump. And I'm really proud of it. So if you haven't already listened to it, after you hear today's show, go and listen to that one as well. And please tell everybody you know about that show. And of course, the Monica Crowley podcast in general. 
appreciate you guys so much. Now, another housekeeping thing. I know last week I said this month um, for the time being, because I'm working on some other things, that I was going to do this show two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Well, last week was kind of messed up because I did the show on Tuesday and then had President Trump on Wednesday. Um, and then this week I, I wanted to get right back on the air with you guys on Monday, right out of the box, because I have so much I want to tell you. I have so much I need to say about what's happening here. Um, So we're doing today, and then we will probably do the next show on Thursday, but just thank you so much for rolling with me here um, because my schedule is a bit of an amorphous mess. So I appreciate you guys as always, and uh, you will always come to this show for pure Monica goodness, as well as the facts and the truth about what is happening to your country and what we can do about it. And what's going on in the world, too, because what's happening in the U.S. is not happening in a vacuum, okay? A lot of other stuff bubbling up across the world. This is why you come to this show, and I'm so grateful for you. Later this week, we're going to talk to Senator Ted Cruz. He is going to join us here on the weaponization of government, uh, as well as some other things. Um, I want to talk to him about a whole range of issues here. Cruz has just been fantastic. And you will hear the story on Thursday about the reason why I take full credit for Senator Cruz's stellar political career. That's right, me, yours truly. I take credit for it, and you will hear the story why. And I think the senator has a story about me too. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. So you're not going to get that on any other podcast. Let's be real right? Um, Also coming up on the Monica Crowley podcast, we're going to talk to Judge Janine Pirro. She is going to be here. We are able to reschedule her. And the phenomenal actor, Jim Caviezel, who played Jesus in The Passion of the Christ, the Mel Gibson film. And they've done a, a sequel on the resurrection. Jim Caviezel is an incredible actor. He's also an incredible man of faith, And he's going to join us here, coming up on the Monica Crowley podcast um, in pretty short order. So we've got some big, big, fantastic guests lined up and a lot more coming at you. So see, I would never let you down, guys, ever, ever. All right, on today's show, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to be joined by Cash Patel. Cash, of course, was the former chief of staff in the Trump Department of Defense, uh, particularly at the end. And he has been hip deep in all of these hoaxes, scams, an absolute travesty. These, These outrageous acts against Donald Trump. He's been at this literally from the beginning with Devin Nunes on the Russia hoax, 2016. He's going to be here with his thoughts about what is actually going on here. You're not going to want to miss it because he is bringing an insider's point of view to the deep state and how they're operating here against Donald Trump. So buckle up. First up, though, the Monica memo. This is it, guys. This is the hill to die on. The enemy is within. It's always been within. The left has been attacking this country for decades, but right now we are at the tipping point. And I said this to President Trump last week, and then over the weekend he did a couple of rallies in South Carolina and Georgia, and I heard him use the phrase, 
we are at a tipping point. And maybe he got that from our conversation, maybe from elsewhere. I don't know, but I'm glad that he is using that phrase. We are at the tipping point, not a tipping point. We've had a lot of tipping points in our history, right? We are at the tipping point. Because if we fall now, as it looks like we are rapidly doing, there is no coming back. The wreckage from Marxism lasts forever. And it's so already so deeply ingrained in this country and in all of our institutions and in all of our culture that perhaps we are past the tipping point. I don't know. I remain optimistic, but we are there. I often use the metaphor of termites in a house. And if you've ever been unlucky enough to have termites in any kind of structure, you know that they go for the foundation and they begin eating. And they eat and eat and eat away at the wood. And the whole uh, house begins to weaken because the foundation is being weakened. But to the naked eye, the structure looks fine until one day it implodes on itself. And that is where we are right now. The most dangerous threat that we face is the weaponization of our own government against us. We are no longer a representative republic. We haven't been for quite a while. And I think it was our friend Mark Levin who coined the phrase post-constitutional America. Yeah, we are way past the Constitution being the governing document for this country because you've got an entire side driven by a political party that now controls all of the levers of power in this country whose sole mission is to shred and destroy and then ultimately replace the Constitution. So we are absolutely in a post-constitutional period of time. So we are way past the point of no return. The most fearsome agencies of the government. And don't lose sight of the fact that, A, you vote for representatives to represent you, not to represent themselves and their own interests. And B, you pay all of their salaries. At least on paper, they are supposed to work for you. And instead, they are working for themselves and a deeper, darker agenda. We often talk about the deep state on this uh, program. Well, now I'm going to start referring it to the deep, wide state. Because it's not just limited to the security state. The CIA, the NSA, law enforcement, DOJ, FBI, IRS, It's not just limited to those government institutions. The deep state is now everywhere. There's a deep state in Silicon Valley with big tech. We saw it with the Twitter files. Thank you, Elon Musk. We saw that big tech was working hand in glove with the deep state actors in Washington. Deep state in big tech. Deep state in Hollywood. You're seeing all of these stories bubble up about all of this kind of ritualistic blood drinking and human sacrifice stuff out of Hollywood. I mean, mind-boggling. Pedophilia, those stories have been around forever. Completely demonic presence. But there is a deep state in Hollywood, in the culture. There is a deep state in 
every corner of our country, from government to culture to sports to technology, you name it, there is a deep state there. So it's not simply the deep state, which goes very deep into very dark, shadowy corners, but it's also wide, the deep, wide state, okay? And when I say this is the hill to die on, what I mean by that is that what they are doing to President Trump is just the tip of the iceberg because they don't, they, they care about him. They hate his guts, right? Obviously, they want to destroy him. They want him behind bars. I was one of the very first people to say that in March of 2017, everybody thought it was crazy that they will not stop until he is in jail. And obviously we're saying they've thrown the kitchen sink at the man for the last eight years, eight years. They have thrown the kitchen sink at this man, hoping something will stick to destroy him. Russia hoax, two fake impeachments, uh, rigged election in 2020, burning down the country, crazy-ass virus, uh, shutting down the global economy, January 6th, raid on Mar-a-Lago, indictments flying from Soros DAs. Oh, and by the way, as a sidebar, George Soros, who's about as old as Methuselah right now, and everybody on our side was like, okay, he can't live forever. Well, apparently Soros can because he has just made the announcement that he is turning over his $25 billion empire to his son, Alex, who is young and spry and more political than Soros. You know, we on our side often make the mistake of thinking that the replacement of somebody absolutely horrific will be better. No, no. Usually the replacement is worse. And in many cases, much worse. So for all of the idiots out there running around talking about Vladimir Putin and how we need regime change, well, yeah, Putin is a murderous thug and his invasion of Ukraine completely illegal. And yes, the man should be punished, but that's not our war, number one. And number two, What's going to replace Vladimir Putin? You know, Lindsey Graham running around, we need regime change. All of the neocons, oh, we got to get rid of Putin. Did you ever stop and think that the replacement of Putin might be worse? In fact, likely to be worse. Hakeem Jeffries replaced Nancy Pelosi. I can't tell you how refreshing it is not to see Pelosi's face in our face every single day. And Hakeem Jeffries is not nearly as good at rounding up the hurting the cats and everything else that Pelosi did, cracking the whip, message discipline, voting discipline. She was superb. He's not there yet, but he's more radical than she is. And I know that's hard to, to believe, but yeah. Look at what Chicago just did. Lori Lightfoot was a walking radical communist nightmare. So the city of Chicago booted her and then elected someone worse. So, you know, you can run around with stars in your eyes, wishful thinking that, oh, if we just get rid of George Soros, if he croaks, our situation is going to be so much better. No, the son has a lot of years to go, and he's more radical than the old man, and probably a lot more willing to, to spend the money. I mean, Soros was profligate in his spending, he knew. 
tens and tens of billions of dollars into Democrats, left-wing causes, rigging elections, and so on. Not just here, but around the world. Rigging currencies, the whole thing. You don't think the sun is going to do all of that and more? Of course. And he is teeing up for next year. So you take a look, you take a step back. The left thought that everything that they threw at Trump was going to take him out, and nothing did. Yes, it undermined his presidency. Yes, it was a huge distraction. Yes, it was a crime against this country. Never mind a crime against Donald Trump, but none of it stuck. And so now we're at this position where they cannot believe, they cannot believe that the man is not only still standing, but that with every indictment, with every hit, his poll numbers go up. Depending on the state, he's over DeSantis, his nearest competitor, by 40, upwards of 50 points in some cases. Nationally, he's now over DeSantis by 30, 40 points. No reflection on DeSantis, but come on. Donald Trump is it. You know, they have really done the impossible here, haven't they? They have taken Donald Trump, who is a brawler, And they have turned him into a sympathetic figure. Isn't that incredible? And as I always say on this show and elsewhere, they cannot not do it. They can't not hit him. They can't not attack him. They have to. They are consumed. They are consumed with hatred and also consumed with their own agenda. Donald Trump stands in the way of it. We look at the four years of Donald Trump as an absolute success. Booming economy, secure border, world peace, right? They look at those four years as lost time. Never supposed to happen. Hillary was supposed to have eight years, lock it all in, the fundamental transformation of the nation, the move to a one-world government and the globalist state working hand-in-glove with Klaus Schwab and the rest of the lunatic globalists. Donald Trump comes in, exposes all of the rot, exposes all of their corruption, turns the country around, actually starts solving America's problems, with the, which the uni party has zero incentive to do. They just want to keep America's problems festering so they can keep coming at you, asking for your vote and money. Oh, in the next election cycle, we'll fix America. Right. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump, in like four short years basically did a lot of it. Fix the border, turn the economy around, strong trade deals, unleashed our energy sector and got us energy independent. I mean, he was like, he's like, this job is not that hard. And he was showing them up and they couldn't take it. And also he was uh, the biggest obstacle to stopping their agenda to turn this country into, you know, an epic communist shithole. So they cannot believe that this man is, again, not just standing, but thriving, thriving in the polls, thriving with the base, thriving with the American people. I mean, even if, even if you don't like Trump, a lot of people are like, mm, I don't know about Trump, but man, you got to give him props. Huge respect for this guy. The fact that he's taken so much and he's still punching. Wow. I hear that all the time too. 
So they continue their forward march. This federal indictment, um, and you're going to see Trump at the courthouse in Miami tomorrow, big crowds showing up to support him. All right. You're going to see more and more support flowing from Trump. My view, this primary is over. I mean, unless there's something unforeseen, unless they put him in prison. And even then, even then, don't count out Donald Trump. So they are, they're, they're down to, you know, other cards to play against him. But really, all of this is about us. It's about us because ultimately it's about the future of America and their dark dystopian vision for it with them at the top, totally in control, and you as a serf living in a slave state, destroying a, this, the greatest country that ever was, and you will live in this slave state and be subservient to them and have no control over your life. And the one man that stands between them and that vision is Trump. But when you remove Trump, it's really us, 75 million people who voted for him in the last election. You know, they can try to put one man in prison, but 75 million of us? Well, ultimately, that's what they want. They want us all destroyed the way they're destroying Donald Trump. All right, when we come back, uh, I want to deal with Trump's reaction over this weekend. And we've got a couple of more things I want to cover, plus Cash Patel coming up on the other side. Sit tight. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy And you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. All right, welcome back. Um, Before we get into Trump's response to this latest indictment over the weekend, he was really in rare form, and it was fantastic to see. You know, the government just got finished telling the country and the world that Donald Trump was some kind of a traitor. And yet, at his rallies in Georgia and South Carolina over the weekend, man, you had thousands of people line up and attend thousands. 
and the energy is just as fresh as it was in 2015 and 2016. It's really remarkable. Nobody has ever seen anything like this before in American history. That's another reason why the left hates him and why the uni party hates him. I tweeted this on Saturday when I was watching his rally in Georgia. I said, literally every other politician is consumed with jealousy when they watch Donald Trump out there interacting with the American people. The love, the affection, the respect. No politician can gin this up. Even artificially, they can't gin it up. Maybe you had some of that with Obama, but Obama was such a cool, uh, almost cold kind of character. He didn't really like people because he thought he was better than everybody, still does. Whereas Trump genuinely likes people and he, he feeds off of their energy. So the love flows back and forth. It's unlike anything we have ever seen in American politics and the uni party and the deep and wide state absolutely hate it. They hate it. It's easy to dispense with someone like a Mitt Romney, a Jeb Bush, a George W. Bush. This is why they champion these people because they can control them and because they can dispense with them very easily. Not Trump. Not Trump. He is a brick wall. Before we get into his reaction here, um, I just want to point out that while they have everybody chasing the big shiny thing, this federal indictment against Trump, and yes, it's very important and it's very dangerous for him and for the country, but while everybody is out there chasing the, the round ball, you know what we weren't talking about last week? We weren't talking about the fact that China is now working with Cuba 90 miles off of our coast and has set up a spy facility, an electronic spy facility right off our coast. You know what? We almost went to nuclear war during the Cold War with the Soviet Union for doing the exact same thing. But this so-called president is so deeply compromised by the CCP that he's giving away the store. Oh, you want to fly a spy balloon over the country? Be our guest. We'll let you do it. Oh, you want to put an electronic spy facility 90 miles off of Florida? Be our guest. We don't care. Knock yourselves out. Just keep the money flowing to me and Hunter and the rest of our family. So we weren't talking about that. We weren't talking about the fact that Mark Zuckerberg over at Meta admitted that he censored COVID information at the request of experts, even if the information turned out to be true. I bet you missed that story, right? Zuckerberg was all like, oh, yeah, we, we blocked true COVID information. Oh, because the government asked us to. Fauci's office asked us to. Burks asked us to, so we did it. Yeah, he blurted that out. Well, next time, I guess we got to be a little bit more skeptical and a little bit more careful. You think? Come on. They all knew what they were doing. Give me a break. They all knew. And if they didn't know, how stupid are they? These are the people who are leading us? Come on. You know what else we didn't talk about last week while everybody was chasing the bouncing ball of Trump? The energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, 
admitted that she lied about her stock holdings during her Senate confirmation hearing and that she only recently unloaded the stocks. Come on. When you go in front of the Senate for a confirmation hearing, when you go into the federal government, and I know because I just did it a couple of years ago, you have to disclose everything under penalty of perjury. They can come right at you if you lie, if you don't disclose the truth and all of your holdings all of the time. I mean, at Treasury, once a month, you have to file a report. Have you bought anything? Have you sold anything? Once a month. And this woman goes, takes an oath, goes before the Senate to be confirmed, and she lies. And now she's admitted she lied. Oh, whoops-a-daisy. All of these people are like, oh, my bad. You think Donald Trump can get away with that? You think he can come forward now and go, oh, whoops, whoops-a-daisy, my bad. My bad on the classified documents. First of all, he didn't do anything wrong because he's covered under the Presidential Records Act. And I know there's a lot of back and forth on this. I suspect it's going to go all the way to the Supreme Court. In the end, we'll have to see. But do you think Trump can get away with going, um, yeah, gosh, golly, really sorry about that. Mm. Moving on. So we didn't talk about Granholm. You know what else we missed last week while everybody is like eyes on Trump? California introduced a bill that will criminalize parents who don't affirm their child's gender decisions. So if you're living in California, you're a normal parent, and you say to your kid, "Mm, you're not a girl, you're a boy. Next, California can come at you criminally. And don't think that your neighbors and your your kids' teachers – And all the other left-wing maniacs living in California won't turn you in because they will. Look, we just saw this with COVID. Neighbors were turning people in. Friends were turning their backs on on their friends who weren't vaxxed and turning them in. Oh, you can't have so-and-so at your party because did you know they're not vaxxed? These are hallmarks of tyrannies, totalitarian systems, Brother against brother, neighbor against neighbor, ratting people out, kids ratting their parents out. This was Nazi Germany and the Soviet Union. And now in California, if you don't affirm your child's gender to say, your child doesn't even know if they want a burger or spaghetti for dinner. But at age five, oh, let's uh, already start hormone treatment. Let's get a running start. It is absolutely evil what is happening across the board, and in particular with all of these issues with regard to children. But we weren't talking about what's going down in California. You know what else we weren't talking about? Marjorie Taylor Greene last week exposed that the FBI has multiple forms on the Biden bribery scandal and stopped investigating in 2020. I believe this investigation goes all the way back to 2015. They certainly knew it, in the 2020 election, but this has been ongoing forever. The FBI has been covering for the Biden crime family. Just burying everything, not really investigating. Yeah, they may have had an open investigation, but meaningless if you're not actually doing anything about it, right? So multiple whistleblowers, multiple people over the last couple of years filing these forms saying, we have concrete evidence 
that Joe Biden has been taking bribes as vice president of the United States. And while they were all attacking Trump for non-crimes, they let the Biden family and Joe Biden just skate right into the presidency up to his eyeballs in corruption and actual crimes. How do you like that? This is where we are right now. The corruption runs so deep and so wide. Trump this weekend responded to the latest indictment. I want you to listen to his first statement with a very, very powerful statement at the end. Listen. is going to hell, and they come after Donald Trump, weaponizing the Justice Department, weaponizing the FBI. We can't let this continue to go on because it's ripping our country to shreds. We have such big problems, and this shouldn't be one of them. It's a hoax. The whole thing is a hoax, just like Russia, 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 just like the fake dossier was a hoax. You saw the Durham report. You saw the Mueller report. It was all a big hoax. You had two impeachments, and they lost, and we won. And we had tremendous support. But that was a hoax and a scam. And now they're doing it again. It's just a continuation, seven years. I'm an innocent man. I did nothing wrong. I'm an innocent man. I'm an innocent man. You know, uh, when you watch movies, when you watch documentaries on people like Nelson Mandela and others who have been imprisoned um, for taking the right moral stand, that phrase, I'm an innocent man, wow, that is a very powerful emotional statement. Happens to be true. But the emotional pull that Donald Trump has on people, it's insurmountable. This is why I'm saying from, and I have said from the very beginning, you're going to run against Trump. Yes, he's going to counterpunch. He's going to machine gun you and take you out at the knees. But more importantly is this emotional draw that he has on the American people. And that statement, I'm an innocent man. Wow. Wow. Yep. Um, then over the weekend, he, <laughs> he started to do what, you know, the left, the left thinks that they have mockery cornered and it is a huge weapon that the left uses all the time. You know, they've got the late night comics and everything else, but they think that they've got mockery and humiliation cornered. And to a large extent they do. But if you read Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals, Mockery is a critical part of the left's arsenal. They use mockery all the time. And our side has a hard time doing it. We just don't do it very well. I mean, Greg Gutfeld does it well, and there are a few others. Um, but our side, for the, for the most part, really doesn't do it well. But Trump does it really well. And so at one of his rallies over the weekend, he said this, listen, We stand up to the open borders fanatics, the radical left Democrats, their lawless partisan prosecutors, the prosecutors. Every time I fly over a blue state, I get a subpoena. (laughs) We want him before the grand jury. Every time I fly over a blue state, I get a subpoena. 
that is hilarious <laughs> and true and true. And he wasn't done there. Here he is mocking the idea that he could be prosecuted under the Espionage Act. Listen. They want to use something called the Espionage Act. Doesn't that sound terrible? Oh, espionage. We got a box. I got a box. The Espionage. The Espionage Act of 1917. I think it was put in there about World War One. Boxes. And by the way, Biden's got 1,850 boxes. He's got boxes in Chinatown, D.C. He's got boxes all over the place. He doesn't know what the hell to do with them. And he's fighting them on the boxes. He doesn't want to give the boxes. And then they say, Trump is obstructioning. He's obstructing. No, it's a sad, uh, sad day for the country. Ooh, espionage. <laughs> Just mocking the heck out of this complete ridiculousness. And that's the way to do it, is just to take them out with humor and humiliation and show that, yeah, you're going to take this seriously, but what a joke they all are. They're a dangerous joke, but how pathetic. And then, you know, when you use humor like that, you strip it of all of its power with regard to yourself and how you view it, and also how the rest of the world views it. It's taken me a long time to get there, and it's very difficult to do when you're in the middle of something horrible, like he is with this. But if you can get there, wow, because it just strips the power away. It strips the fear away, and the despair, and, and the anger. You just strip it all away, and you can point and laugh. Again, this is what the left does, and Donald Trump does it back in kind so well, so well. And finally, his probably his most powerful statement was at one of these rallies this weekend where he invoked Churchill and said, I will never surrender. Listen. And I think as everybody in this absolutely packed house knows, I've put everything on the line and I will never yield. I never yield. I will never be deterred. I will never stop fighting for you. I will never be deterred. I will never yield. There's nobody like him, guys. There's just nobody like him. And that's why I think this primary is over. And then we'll move on to the general. But, I mean, the next year and a half is going to be something. But I mean, the next year and a half, it's going to be something. We're going to talk a lot on this show about the crisis plan. Because you know the left is cooking one up. They weren't ready in 2016. They were ready in 2020. And they're going to be more than ready in 2024. So we're going to cover all of this. But first, though, guys, you know, Father's Day is right around the corner. Still haven't gotten dad anything yet for the holiday? Well, you got to get on the stick because it's coming right up. Give dad the best meal of his life with Omaha Steaks. Give dad perfectly aged and oh-so-tender steaks. For a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code MONICA into the search bar, you'll be able to order the dad's favorite gift package for just $99.99. Plus, you'll get eight free Omaha Steaks burgers with your order. These burgers taste like steak on a bun, 
and are ultra lean and pack a bold, intense, beefy flavor. Save over 60% on the dad's favorite grill pack, plus the eight free Omaha Steaks burgers for only $99.99. I love Omaha Steaks. They're absolutely delicious. My favorite are the burgers, but the steaks and everything it comes with, absolutely fantastic. Plus, don't you want to give dad something that you can enjoy too? Be a little selfish on Father's Day as well. Remember, gifting is easy. Dads want steak. And Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life, guaranteed. So don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com and type Monica into the search bar and order the dad's favorite gift package for Father's Day today. Don't waste time. Don't let another day go by. Omaha Steaks. Dot com type Monica into the search bar. Again, omahasteaks.com, keyword Monica. We're coming right back with a great Cash Patel. Well, I'm thrilled to welcome back to the show a very good friend and a national treasure, Cash Patel. Cash served as Chief of Staff, the Department of Defense, and Special Advisor to President Trump. He was also, in a previous life, a public defender in Miami and a former federal prosecutor. He's also got a brand new book out. It's coming later this summer. It's called Government Gangsters, and you can pre-order it now at governmentgangsters.com. Cash joins us once again. Hi, Cash. Hey, Monica. It's great to be back on your show. I'm so excited to have this conversation with someone who actually knows the intelligence of the law and the political spectrum. It's a rare combination. Well, thank you. And right back at you. And I thought you were the perfect guest for today on the show, coming on the heels of this federal indictment of President Trump. So really appreciate you being here. And we've got a lot to cover. So let's start with that, um, Cash, Mm -hmm. because we have seen this federal indictment, which is a different kind of indictment than what we saw from Soros DA Alvin Bragg in New York. This is federal. And, you know, it's about the classified documents, obviously, but there is this raging debate over the uh, Presidential Records Act and the Espionage Act. Donald Trump was charged under the Espionage Act, but does it even apply here? Yeah, look, that is the legal question that I hope his lawyers battle out early on because I think it will nuke the indictment. And as a former national security prosecutor myself and a federal public defender, I've been at the intersection of these types of cases before. Not to get into too much of the weeds, but basically the Espionage Act and the crimes that President Trump were charged with are 100 plus years old. Why does that matter? Because the, the unlawful possession of classified information wasn't even a crime until 1951, which means, wait a second, we've been hearing for two plus years how President Trump was a thief of, and stole classified documents and unlawfully possessed classified documents. But when the government took their swing at the indictment, they didn't charge him with the unlawful possession of classified material. They went back to this old statute that we used to prosecute sailors on for the removal of national defense information. But why is that relevant um, to the current landscape? Because if you look at the DOJ precedent set in the Hillary Clinton email case, President Trump doesn't even come legally close to being guilty of that crime by the DOJ's own standard. 
But you ask a great legal question too, um, in terms of the Presidential Records Act. Let's put all that aside. Let's just say <clears throat> we're wrong about all that. The Presidential Records Act was passed in 19, eh, late 70s, I think, and went into effect for the first time during the Reagan administration. And it specifically says it doesn't matter what the president takes. It says whatever he takes is his personal property, period. And don't take our word for it, Monica, as you know, the Bill Clinton sock drawer case is the definitive example in federal court that was adjudicated where President Clinton took secret tape recordings, put them in his house in a sock drawer, and the federal court said, no, you, DOJ and NARA, cannot have access to that ever. It is Bill Clinton's personal property under the Presidential Records Act. So that by law and court adjudication supersedes any of the charges that Donald Trump is facing in this indictment. So the legal ramifications right now or the questions that his, his lawyers are hopefully prepping for soon after arraignment, I think will settle this case. Isn't it also true that whatever the president might have had at Mar-a-Lago, um, that those documents are copies and that the government actually has the originals. So what are we talking about here? Are they trying to argue that somehow Donald Trump sitting at Mar-a-Lago was making Xerox copies of these documents and selling them? I mean, it's absurd on its face. Well, I mean, they're going to come up with all sorts of stuff. My thing is they took, if you're going to shoot your shot, shoot your shot. If you're going to kill the king, kill the king. If you're going to talk and leak to the media about how Donald Trump and we're not even getting into Joe Biden, but if you're going to talk about how he has unlawfully handled classified information, and when foot push comes to shove, you have the opportunity to charge him and you don't, then you cannot legally spend the rest of the indictment trying to dirty him up, as we say, by having the speaking indictment saying, oh, look, he's just running around wildly with copies of unlawful this and that, and it's all classified. Well, they both can't be true. Either he possessed classified information wrongfully, and the government concedes that he doesn't by their own admission in the indictment for not charging him. Otherwise, they would have charged him. Then they go to gross prosecutorial overreach by not just charging him with one count for the documents, Monica, and you and I know this from our time in government. Mm -hmm. They charge him with one count for every sheet. Right. One count for every sheet. So they can come in here and say, Donald Trump is facing 400 years in prison. It's a total farce. It's a complete ruse. And they're doing it because they have hijacked the DOJ and FBI. And here's the thing. What I've been seeing around the country talking to people is whether they like Donald Trump or not, they're like, wait a second, this two-tiered system of justice thing is actually real. And now I'm scared. And right. that, that is where I think Donald Trump's power is going to come from. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, and I hear it too. And I just did a monologue where I mentioned this, Cash, where I said, you know, I'm hearing from people who are like, mm, I don't know about Donald Trump again for president. I don't know. He did some stuff that bothers me. I don't like his style or his tweets or whatever. But what they are doing to him is completely insane. And I even said this to him last week when I had him on this show. I said, you know, Mr. President, we are we are at the point of diminishing returns with you, <laughs> with the left, that this pile on, you know, if if you had a president with you know an allegation or a criminal charge or an impeachment charge mm -hmm. i mean that is very serious and people might say oh my goodness you know maybe there's something to this you know we need to find out more you know did this president do x 
But when you have a constant eight-year-long and counting assault against one man, and all of this is, is nonsense, this pylon actually creates the point of diminishing returns for them, for Trump's enemies, because now people are like, oh, come on. Mm-hmm. You got to be kidding me like this now. And we also know, Cash, that there are two more indictments likely to come related to January 6th and mm-hmm. then the Georgia case. Yeah, and you're exactly right. Like, we're not just seeing it at the federal level. Remember, Monica, you and I were right-wing conspirators five years ago, and we dared to say Russiagate was Russiagate, and that the FBI and DOJ were liars, and that they unlawfully led. And here's the irony of it all. DOJ and FBI unlawfully went to a FISA court, lied about classified information, split the system of justice in half, and created two tiers. And that's what we're writing today. But as you outlined keenly, it's not just the U.S. DOJ. It's New York. It's Georgia, and it's in Congress, and it's in the administrative state, and it's in the state legislatures. And now no more can they say, no, no, that's just right-wing conspiratorial talk. We've proved it in January 6th. We've proved it in Russiagate, where Donald Trump, I believe, is going to prove it in this indictments document case. Then there's Hunter Biden and the 51 Intel letter. And then there's Joe Biden and the pay-for-play and the bribery. There are no coincidences of them burying these types of stories because they know Listen, at the end of the day, as evil as DOJ is, they are that smart, unfortunately, the folks that are running it, because it's all the same people that ran all these same cover-up operations. And it's just going to, I think, expose them even more down the road. Well, isn't it true? You mentioned DOJ. And of course, Merrick Garland is the most radical, political, uh, corrupt attorney general we've ever had. He's still pissed that he never got on the Supreme Court and he's taking it out. But his number two, Lisa Monaco, is that they're all working hand in glove with Barack Obama and his team. All roads lead to Barack Obama, whether it's (laughs) the Russia hoax or any of this other stuff, all roads lead to him or through him, because this is is the entire Obama team that is doing this in order to, I mean, look, they are charging Donald Trump with non-crimes, but in fact, they are the actual crimes of Obama, Mrs. Clinton, Joe Biden, the Biden family. I mean, all of these characters have actually committed all of these crimes and to deflect and distract, Mm -hmm. they're charging Trump with those crimes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, back, if you rewind the tape, maybe even two years ago, and we started saying that they'd be like, oh, you guys are just complaining. There's no disparate treatment. This is nonsense. What are you talking about? You guys are just crybabies. And now- People, even on CNN and MSNBC, as bad as they are, are like, wait a second, the Durham report was devastation for the FBI. That's what they said. How could it be devastating unless what we've been saying for years is true? And I ran it's true. And so that's just a piece of it. And so I'm so glad you're reminding the audience. And I believe your show and so many other great shows are pulling in more and more people every day because they're like, wait a second. These guys lied to me for like five years. I don't want to watch them anymore. I don't want to listen to them anymore. I'm going elsewhere. I mean, there's a reason that the mainstream legacy media out uh, ratings are just cratering and, and them lying to the American public is a big chunk of that. And that's why I'm, you know, I'm so glad your show is out there because I think people are going to it more and more. And now they're like, wait a second, we actually have credible reporting. And if we could put aside the whether or not we like or dislike Trump or like or dislike Biden, and you just look at it agnostically, um, 
it's a very damning situation, not for President Trump, but for the DOJ and the FBI. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll say it again. I've said it a million times. I will continue to say it. The weaponization of our government against us is the most dangerous threat we face. And you know, you're a national security expert, Cash, you were at the DOD. You know what America's external threats are. The CCP, Iran pursuing a nuclear weapon, the Russians, terrorist organizations around the world, the drug cartels. We know all of that, but you know what? If we had real leadership again in the form of Donald Trump, we, we as a country know how to handle external threats, again, with the right leadership. What we don't know how to handle is this kind of weaponized internal threat because we, while we've been facing it for decades, only now the level of intensity and activism on the part of these government institutions is at a level we have never seen. So that is something that nobody has had to confront except for Donald Trump. And that, that's my argument for him in the end is, look, the deep state is coming at all of us. You better go with the guy who's been through the fire before. All right, Cash, I'm going to ask you to please stand by. We've got much more coming up with you straight ahead. First, though, guys, do you want a great looking, glowing summer complexion? I know I do. Well, the secret is out. It's GenuCell's beautifully curated Summer Essentials Package. This limited edition package includes their one-of-a-kind Ultra Retinol Super Moisturizer that uses a powerful plant extract alternative to retinol without the harsh side effects and perfectly safe to use in that summer sun. Plus, you'll get GenuCell's classic skincare therapy for under-eye bags and puffiness, and concentrated vitamin C serum to nourish your skin for a visibly clear complexion with a glow that's going to get you compliments everywhere you go. Go to GenuCell.com slash Monica right now to get your GenuCell Summer Essentials Package. And just for the summer, every subscription order includes a customized summer spa gift box absolutely free. So order now. And every summer package includes GenuCell's immediate effects, also free. With its immediate effects, you will see results guaranteed in 12 hours or less or your money back. So don't wait. GenuCell.com slash Monica. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Monica. GenuCell.com slash Monica. We're coming right back. Okay, we're back with Cash Patel. So assuming he can win again, which absolutely I think he can, and he gets an office again, how do we go about um, turning back the what I am now calling the deep and wide state? Because it's not just deep, it's also mm-hmm. now wide. Every institution, the culture, everything is infected with deep state elements. So Cash, how do we, looking forward, how do we go about turning back and beating back and ultimately destroying the deep state? Well, I'm so happy you brought this up because this might be one of the most critical things we'll talk about. While this country is going through this two-tier system of justice and you know Barnum and Bailey style approach to running the US government, what you just highlighted, no one's talking about. What are we doing with China? What are we doing with Iran? What are we doing with Ukraine and Russia on the verge of World War III and the South China Sea? What about the border? What about the Chinese fentanyl? What about our economy? 
These are things that I, as a you know conservative and a Donald Trump staunch supporter, <clears throat> I'm still championing for Joe Biden to succeed there because that's the commander in chief's apolitical role is to protect the American people, to put us first, to safeguard our communities and to make sure we don't embed ourselves in another 20 year war. And you're right. Those things that you just highlighted basically said what we're ignoring. We, I mean, Joe Biden and company, right? Because they have just bent the knee to the global world order. And we're not even on the call sheets anymore when people get together of importance. So here's what has to happen. And I think you know this. Yes, Donald Trump must go back to the White House. And two, I think what they've learned in the first go round um, is that the personnel is no longer going to come from the rhino establishment or the people who think they can buy their way into government office. Now it's going to come from the people that are like you and me and the folks that we know personally, that we battled with, that we know will not politicize and weaponize government, but that will go in there and do the job for the American people. So it's not just personnel at the top tier. It's not just the secretary and cabinet level. You got to go down 10 and 15 rungs. So then the question I always get is people are like, wait a second, do we have the bench? You and I, Monica, know we've got the bench. We've totally got the bench to cover the entire government spectrum. And lastly, um, you know, and, and this is a whole host of issues I talk about in Government Gangsters. It's the reason I wrote the book is literally because it's answering these questions of how do we fix each agency and department? And it's not just personnel. There's congressional levers to pull. There's budgeting operations. There's fencing of money. And there's things that you can do to make the government feel to the American people's needs and, and actually have a constitutional oversight in Congress occur at the same time. So we're seeing the destruction of a lot of these things, but most of it can be solved with um, good personnel and smart policy decisions. And then from the you know geeky intel side of things, you know the US government, while it's big, it's only so big. And you have to have a commander in chief who says, wait a second, my priority is not climate change. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying, I don't want it to be a priority in the national security arena. Uh, my priority is China, the border, narcotics, murder, crime, war, and things like that. And I really hope that when President Trump is in office, and I believe he will do this, he ends the multi-billion dollar boondoggle in the Ukraine. And I'm not saying we shouldn't help our allies. I'm just saying when we have 55,000 homeless veterans, 24 of which take their life every day, I think I want to spend some more money on them because they're the reason we're free. And then if we've got leftover money, let's take it over there. The other thing is I do believe when President Trump says he'll end that conflict and war in 24 hours, he will. You know this, there were no new wars started under President Trump. We actually ended three or four of them. And Putin and Xi are having a field day right now because Joe Biden doesn't even know what to do when these guys come a knocking. All they do is continue to steal our intelligence, TikTok, um, and we just hand it over and we don't do anything about it. No sanctions, no tariffs, nothing. And they know that they can just go to war and America's not going to do anything. And who's going to step up? Canada, France on the international scene. Trudeau and uh, whatever that guy's name is, Macron, are worse to me, in my opinion, than Joe Biden could have been if he were competent on the global stage. So we have left a massive void. And don't believe me. Our adversaries are at it together. Iran is teaming up with our allies. They are now friends and allies with the Saudis, for just one example. They're friends and allies with Syria and Russia and China. 
you could have never have thought of this four years ago, but that's where we are today. You know, America's enemies, whether we're talking about the CCP or Iran or Vladimir Putin, I mean, look, you can't blame them for doing what they're doing right now. No, I mean, they, they have their nation's, na- right? Yeah. They've got their own national interest to advance. And when confronted with a very weak, corrupt American president, which in the case of Ukraine and China, he's deeply compromised by them, of course, they're going to take full advantage of it. And we know America's uh, weakness um, in whatever form is provocative to America's enemies, and they're taking full advantage. And if they didn't, they'd be a dereliction of duty right there for not taking advantage. So I don't blame our enemies for advancing their interests during this period of time, but it's very, very dangerous for the United States. Mm -hmm. Do you are, are you of the mind, and I, I asked President Trump this as well, and I ask all my guests when we talk about the deep and wide state and the depth of corruption, when you look at our institutions like, um, well, let's leave the security state out of it and focus on law enforcement, the DOJ and the FBI, when you see the depth of corruption there, are you of the opinion that those institutions can be reformed or are you of the opinion that they need to be raised to the ground and we need to start from scratch? Yeah, I'm probably in the minority in this one. You know, the, the problem we always face when we expose monster government corruption like this is government overcorrection. And that's what I don't want. I am, I, I am a huge proponent of shutting down FBI headquarters behemoth buildings and not building a multi-billion dollar new compound. I am a huge component of going into DOJ and doing a similar action to their multi-city block property. We don't need tens of thousands of lawyers and agents in downtown Washington, DC. You know where we need them? In the field, chasing criminals, putting away murderers and bank robbers and rapists and child sex offenders and traffickers and things like that and fraudsters. That's where we need them. So what I would do is on day one, if I were President Trump, I would shut down Hoover headquarters building and I would reopen it in one day and I would call it the Museum of the Deep State. And I would let every American in every world uh, in, 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 from all over the world go there uh, and see for themselves how corruption destroyed the FBI at the leadership level. And that's the key. I don't wanna punish the guys and gals that you know and that I know across the country that don't care what Washington is doing. They signed up to serve and they do it so well. And that's why I don't think we are gonna completely raise it to the ground. I think that's, that's I think the trap that the left wants us to start saying, look, the guys that were saying defund the police, don't defund the police want to destroy the FBI. The logic isn't consistent. And also who's going to chase down the criminals if we just totally disband the FBI and DOJ? But I'm the guy that's telling you as a former FBI guy and DOJ guy, <clears throat> it needs a total overhaul. And I spent probably a chunk of my book, Government Gangsters, on this in terms of how personnel specifically failed us. But we need to get in there from day one and revamp it. And that is going to take a massive facelift from Washington, D.C., because these government headquarters components, I think, are the reason they are to blame why Congress is being lied to, why the American people are being bamboozled and why there's a two-tier system of justice. And they come out and say on a regular basis, oh, we're here to serve America equally. That's a farce. And it comes from Washington. And we need to disband that apparatus. 
Yep, 100%. And you need strong political leadership and vision and guts to do it. And the only one I see is Donald Trump, uh, because he's been victimized uh, at the hands of this incredibly corrupt system. Um, so to me, he's really the only one with the stomach for this fight. I mean, you know, if you, you get somebody else who wants to tinker at the margins, mm -hmm. that's not going to do it. Um, and I know that's the subject of your new book. It's coming out uh, later this summer called Government Gangsters. And you will come back and talk to us yeah. about that. Uh, but before we let you go, getting back to the Trump case, mm -hmm. the president, as I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong, the Presidential Records Act is basically an act for a very small group of men, five <laughs> men who have been president <laughs> right, right, of the right, United right. States who are living, right? That's five it. men. That's a very small club. The act applies to them. The Espionage Act applies to everybody else. So mm -hmm. how in the world are they turning this around? I mean, the, the Presidential Records Act is not even a criminal statute. So how there, there is no crime here and there's no statute under which they can logically charge him. So let, let's say this goes all the way to the Supreme Court, which yeah. I imagine it probably will, right? Mm -hmm. um, if there's a conviction and so on, what do you expect to unravel here? How do you expect this to, to sort of come to pass? Well, the legal question at the district court level, the trial court level should be presented to the judge, just as you framed it, Monica. And I think, if the judge answers those questions based on the law as you framed it, which I see, which I agree with, then the case should be dismissed before it ever goes to jury trial. And there will be no Supreme Court appeals because in these instances, the government cannot appeal those types of decisions. Very rarely in a government dismissal case can the government appeal. There's some circumstances and maybe they'll make a new exception for this one. Who knows? But if it goes all the way up there, the question they're going to have to ask is simply, um, which statute passed by Congress supersedes the other. And the answer isn't one the Supreme Court has to posture about. The law is simple. The later statute in time and date supersedes the prior unless Congress specified otherwise. And as you noted, in the Presidential Records Act, Congress didn't say anything about bending the knee to the Espionage Act. They said, because we want presidents to have the authority to remove stuff from office, they are not subject to this type of prosecution investigation. And that's why they've overreached into the National Defense Information part of the Espionage Act, because they're going after a president like any other citizen. And as you keenly pointed out, that's just not what the law was set up to do under the Presidential Records Act. And everybody's going to be out there saying, no, no, well, he was he was derelict in his duty and he shouldn't have had this and all that. You guys are they, they are asking questions that the law doesn't care about. The law cares about how the president acted according to his records. And let's not forget his massive declassification order, Trump's, that went out at the end of the uh, administration that somehow just miraculously showed up this past week, right after he was indicted, meaning they had it the entire time and they didn't want to let anyone see it, uh, his actual declass order. So they lied to the American people about it. he didn't declassify anything when they were sitting there with the signed document from the president of the United States saying, look at all this information I declassified. This is the fraud we're up against, and I think the Supreme Court and hopefully the district court actually will see it right away.
it's all a sham. My 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 worry though is that the corruption has spread to the judicial branch like it's spread everywhere else in America. And so judges are are compromised or they have guns held to their heads or they don't want to end up like Brett Kavanaugh with left-wing protesters outside their house at all hours of the day and night. And so and and jury pools like you can't count on them anymore for fairness. I don't know. I, I hope yeah. at some point in this process. Trump can catch a break based on the facts and the truth, uh -huh. but I can't say all, I'm all that confident. Yeah, I know. And that's why I think, you know, there may be some poetic justice in the air. We may have actually drew the one judge that they didn't want to draw the DOJ in their attempts to bogusly forum shop. And, um, you know, we could talk about that another time, but I, I hope, uh, I think we drew a solid judge. There should be no reason for her to recuse. And the Trump team, the defense team needs to start filing pretrial motions right away. Yes. Security measures. Yes. Yes. I mean, the whole point is this is lawfare, right? And it's just, it's all about harassing him, keeping him distracted, draining his resources, his money, and so on, his attention all through next year. I mean, he's going to be in four courtrooms next year yeah, with these four cases. That's mm -hmm. exactly what they want. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's their crisis plan versus a virus like the last time. I, I don't know. And they probably have more set up uh, ready to go against him. But we need to all steal ourselves. And that's why I wanted to have cash on to break all this down. But cash, you are the ultimate fighter, too. And I am so happy that we are all in the foxhole with you. Yeah, as am I with you, Monica. Congrats on your continued success on your show. I hope more and more people continue to listen and watch it. It's one of the few that has credible reporting and journalism left. Oh, well, thank you. That's very kind of you, Cash. It's all about the facts and the truth and saving America. That's what the mission of this show is. That's what our mission is. That's what Trump's mission is. And we've got more and more people coming to see it this way as well. So thank you for everything you do for the truth, Cash. You've been out there swinging with Devin Nunes all the way through these last eight years and beyond. So God bless you. Thank you, Monica. Have a great day. You too. Cash Patel, his new book is called Government Gangsters. It's coming out sometime this summer. We'll have him back when the book comes out. The website to pre-order is governmentgangsters.com. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for being here with me. As always, I appreciate you guys. And I also appreciate you guys taking a look at our fantastic sponsors. Really grateful for that. All right, have a good start to your week. I will see you right back here on Thursday. We're going to talk to Senator Ted Cruz, so you're not going to want to miss that. All right, I'll see you then. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.